Kia and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle Caldwell and today we're talking to Qualmark. Welcome back listeners to another episode as we roar into December and obviously summer is finally here. It's the time we've all been waiting for and isn't it great to hear all those international accents roaming around town at the moment. I hope that your business has started to see that influx of visitors once again and the forward bookings are looking really positive for your business. Well, we've been promising this episode for quite a while now and we are joined today by the general manager of Qualmark, Stephen Dixon. Now, Stephen has been the general manager of Qualmark for just over a year now, and Qualmark have been offering free fees for businesses through the period of COVID. But Stephen's had As I said, the 12 months under his belt, and he's now ready to talk to us about his plans for Qualmark and some of the exciting things that they've got planned in the future. Now, I have to say, I don't think this role would be a very easy role, and we kind of touch on this in the interview, but everybody's always got an opinion on Qualmark, haven't they? And originally, when I first started talking to Stephen about coming onto the show and having a chat with me, was busting some of those myths of Qualmark but I think we're past that now I think everybody's got a much clearer understanding of what Qualmark is there to do and I also think that their association and connection with Tourism New Zealand and the way that it it works when you're Qualmarked you can attend TNZ trade shows you can be part of the international for mills and those sorts of things obviously there's a huge benefit to that but More so, it's about that quality assurance program that we can layer over our entire industry. And look, I mentioned to Stephen, I was in London 20 years ago and I remember other national tourism organisations being quite envious of Qualmark and the fact that we were able to get something going as an industry. So I do believe that while sometimes it's a little bit contentious and some of you out there probably haven't always had the best experience with Qualmark, hopefully that has now changed and you'll be able to listen to Stephen and jump on board with what they're trying to do because I think they're definitely heading in the right direction. Now, obviously, I'm recording this a little bit ahead of schedule because, as most of you will know, we've been in Auckland for the Tourism Export Council Christmas Symposium. And I'm just going to say it now, even though I'm a week ahead, but I reckon it was a great day. So hopefully I'm right when you're listening into this episode. But of course, it's two years since we had a Christmas Symposium. And I know Stephen was on the panel yesterday, but... I promise I don't steal all of his notes from that panel. So you can still listen into this episode and probably learn something new too. So I hope you've all had a great time in Auckland for those of you who made it there. For those of you who didn't, have a look at the photos online. I'm sure they'll be great. Always a good time to catch up at Christmas and celebrate the end of another year and get ready for what's coming. But anyway, look, we are on the rundown into Christmas. We've got another couple of awesome episodes lined up over the next couple of weeks. Then we'll be taking a short three-week break and we'll be back in the new year 
which is really scary. 2023, it's coming. But hey, look, hopefully you're all set for Christmas now. You've all got your marketing set. You know what you're doing and you've got some great bookings on the books already. And yeah, we'll leave you in the hands of this episode now. Enjoy hearing from Stephen and we'll catch up with you soon. Today we welcome Qualmark's General Manager, Stephen Dixon. Kia ora, Stephen. Kia ora, Michelle. And welcome to the show. Now, you're relatively new to Qualmark, but not the tourism industry. But tell us a little bit about your career story. Kia ora, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Yeah, look, I originally started here in New Zealand working in the hotel industry and then left New Zealand around about 2010 over to California with my wife to follow up and connect with her side of the family. And a role came up with Tourism New Zealand down in Santa Monica as the business events manager for North America. And that was my first role with Tourism New Zealand. And to be fair, I wasn't completely across what business events was at that time, you know, but I knew that it was around the incentive market, but it was the new terminology. Yep. And I was sort of the beta test for Tourism New Zealand business events world. Okay. And from there, I spent about four years in Los Angeles and then moved over to Singapore and took up a role of the regional manager for Asia. Fast forward around seven years later, and here I am back in New Zealand after spending about 11 years offshore as the GM of Qualmark. Mm, awesome. And what excited you about the Qualmark role? It's a really good question. I think for me... You know, as I said, having the privilege of being based offshore, promoting and marketing New Zealand to the world, working really closely with the travel trade, understanding the sort of motivating factors and the barriers that must have when choosing a destination was a real privilege. And, you know, obviously we formed some really close links and ties with the New Zealand operators. So when COVID struck, to see the devastating impact that that had on the industry, it was just absolutely mind-boggling. So when the role with Walmart came up, the opportunity to come back, bring that knowledge, bring that experience back to New Zealand and work alongside people who I call my friends and help them recover and rebound, for me, it was a really exciting opportunity. One that I know, and very clearly now after a year in the role, comes with the challenges, yeah. but it's a challenge that I'm really willing to tackle. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think I was based in London for a few years and I remember Qualmark was, I don't know if it was just starting at that time, but it was certainly around the time when the wholesalers were starting to promote Qualmark operators in their brochures and make it a little bit different. And I remember talking to some of the other national tourism bodies and they were actually quite jealous of Qualmark. Like they wanted something similar to that, didn't they? I'm guessing you've seen that feedback in your overseas placements as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. When I went through this year and had a look at sort of our competitors and what other destinations were doing in the in the quality assurance space, and it's, it was a bit of a surprise to me that that a lot of destinations model their framework on Qualmark, and quite a few of them actually call Qualmark out as a reference point and someone to follow. So that's quite exciting. And I have been approached by many destinations over the last year to build something like Qualmark in, in their countries. Right. Interesting. And obviously the last two years has been a challenge for the whole industry. Qualmark adapted to that as well and has been offering free registration if you like to the program what sort of uptake have you experienced while you've had that great deal going 
Yeah, we have. We took an empathetic view back in 2020 of the industry, of our members, and understood that probably we didn't understand at that time to the extent of which yeah. the COVID pandemic would decimate the industry, but certainly the impact at that time. So we announced it as being fee-free. And look, we saw an uptake. We certainly saw an increase in interest in Qualmark and we saw interest in people joining. Equally, though, at that time, we saw a lot of businesses go into hibernation. Mm. So we saw quite a bit of churn, quite mm. a few businesses leave Qualmark or just go into kind of temporary suspension or hibernation because they quite simply weren't operating. Yeah. So there was a bit of a net gain, but it's not something that I would dive into, just given the fact that it was a challenging time for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what do you think when you're talking to operators and they say, look, why should I be part of Qualmark? What do you say? What do you think the biggest benefits are? Good question. Good question. I think it's twofold. And I'll probably touch on it if you ask me the question around what's in the future for Qualmark. But mm-hmm. there have been a number of iterations, I guess, of Qualmark. And, and next year we do turn 30, which is was a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah. Um, we've moved from a star rating uh, for accommodation originally. We introduced the Enviro Gold um, back in sort of 2015 and then the, the Sustainable Tourism Business Award. But ultimately, I think the biggest benefit is really consistent, high quality, quality assurance. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately why we exist. You know, the name's in the title. That is the role and the purpose as to why Qualmark is here. So it's delivering really clear, consistent quality assurance. And then I guess the second part of that, which we are going to lean into, is providing businesses not just with identifying areas where they can make improvements, but actually providing them with the pathways, the tools and the resources Mm. to be able to make those improvements. Mm, So that together, I guess as an industry, we can show up with our best foot forward and and really deliver on the brand promise to the world. So that's kind of at its core. Mm. So we've got to make sure that we get that right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but second to that, outside of that, obviously we provide marketing support through the through the various channels that TNZ offers. And then also what we will do, you know, we are intrinsically linked with Tourism New Zealand and we are going to work more closely with them mm-hmm. moving forward. So there'll be many more opportunities for our members to show up in the work that Tourism New Zealand does. Mm, interesting. So you talk about that consistency of quality assurance and you've got a big team of assessors based all over the country who are out there talking to tourism operators every day of the year how do you ensure the consistency across the assessment part of Qualmark? Yeah I think consistency is key consistency in terms of how we evaluate businesses consistency in the time it takes for a business to be evaluated from start to finish and that's actually the key. And that's not always easy when you've got a such a large team. But the focus for us now and moving forward is around having really robust criteria. Mm. Um, and so we have spent the last year evaluating and updating our criteria, which is the sustainable tourism business criteria, so that it's in line with 2023 moving forward sort of future-proof at a future-proof level, ensuring that we next year we will align that criteria with the global sustainable Tourism Council standards, so we have an international um, accreditation. So it's using a really, really robust framework and criteria, and it's ensuring that we have enough people on the ground to be able to deliver on time. Mm. And I'll be completely transparent, that's not easy, and that hasn't been easy this year. We have seen a lot of interest in Qualmark. We've seen businesses leave because Mm. they've closed down, they've changed their minds, and 
there's time involved in helping business businesses depart and yeah. there's time involved with businesses coming on board so you know the team have been under the pump and we've been playing a little bit of catch up but we will catch up and we will continue to deliver really consistent evaluations Hmm, cool. And you've had your 12 months in the chair now, and obviously you've probably heard from a lot of different industry voices over that time, because I know we like to just give our opinions at various points. But where do you see Qualmark? Like, have you got, what are your plans for Qualmark in the future? Where would you like to see it head? And it's great to get feedback. I got feedback the day that, uh, that I was announced in the role, and I don't <laughs> think it's ever stopped, both formal and informal. Uh, and I welcome that. A- absolutely. We're here together to work as a team. But for me, as I said, there's been a number of different iterations of Qualmark over the years. And I, I really want to, quite frankly, distill it down to kind of three core areas. One is providing high quality, quality assurance, the names and the title. That's our role to play. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's what we will do. And in order to do that, make sure that we are consistent, that we provide them in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, by using the, the most world-class criteria that we can develop or have developed. The second piece is around supporting our members, lifting their capability and providing them with real clear pathways for improvement. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece is around leaning into benefits for our members. We are a membership organisation, um, so our members should benefit outside of just marketing channels and access mm-hmm. to TNZ with their benefits. So we're really excited about launching some of those benefits and what they might look like in the new year. Mm, cool. That sounds exciting. So what are your tourism business advisors seeing as businesses start to crank up for the summer? Obviously, you talked there a little bit about some have been in hibernation. Others have really had to scale back their operations. And obviously, they're working really hard to ensure that they've got staff and processes all ready for what we hope will be a busy summer with internationals arriving again. But what are you seeing on the ground? What's your team reporting back? Yeah, I think you've just summarised it, Michelle. It says some businesses changed their operating model at the start or during COVID, which have now coming back out of that model, needing to put a little bit of capex in, for example, into some of their accommodation. With that, it takes a bit of time and effort and, and the stress around that. Um, other businesses are still hibernating. We, we see that, and that's really challenging. Health and safety is one, I think. Some businesses, probably that wouldn't have been potentially front of mind uh, now that it needs to be. So those are areas that we are working with the industry to help them bounce back Mm. in adherence to to kind of the health and safety standards as well. Um, But there is positivity out there. Ultimately, there is positivity. There's optimism. Despite all of the challenges, I think we all want to go in the same direction. And... Qualmark is here to work with the industry and help us bounce back together as fast as we can. Yeah, cool. And what do you think? I know originally when I spoke to you about this episode, we were going to try and bust some myths on Qualmark and we've kind of moved away from that a little bit. But what do you think the big myths of Qualmark are out there? Are, Are they still, I mean, obviously over the years they've changed and morphed as Qualmark's changed and the industry's changed, but what are the ones out there that if you can have an opportunity to talk to a large number of people that you would say, actually, this isn't the case or that's not true? I think prior to joining Qualmark, I guess my image of of Qualmark was someone wearing a a hard hat and coming onto an operator site with a clipboard and telling the operator everything that's wrong with their business. And that's probably a common sentiment within certain sectors 
Um, and that's not what we do. Although in some situations, I think we probably would wear a hard hat just yeah. to, to comply <laughs> with health and, safety, <laughs> health and safety standards. But look, we're, I guess one is that it's a huge process in terms of preparation. There's probably an element of truth in that one, mm-hmm. just in terms of what's involved. We're really working hard on simplifying that model, ensuring that businesses that are new to Qualmark don't look at it and turn away and go, that is just too much and it's yeah. too much for me at the moment. So we'll simplify that process. And part of the way that we are doing that is investing in technology. So we are streamlining the way that people join Qualmark. It will be much more efficient. We're creating a new website, a members-only portal, where people will be able to download certain templates. They'll be able to right. see what's required to join Qualmark. And ahead, mm-hmm. of, ahead of the first sort of cup of coffee with our assessors, they should be well prepared already to kind of embark on a journey with us. And also that the myth around coming in and pulling the business to pieces is not true. We're here to evaluate different parts of the business mm. with the view of providing ideas and suggestions, I guess, for that business to make some improvements. Yep. So we're here to work with the business rather than against them. Yeah, yeah. But that's always similar to advice I've given to the clients that I'm working with and they've got a Qualmark assessment coming up and they ring in a bit of panic thinking that there's so much work to do. But when you distill it down, like they've got their safe operation plans saved somewhere, they've got their health and safety plans, they've got their marketing plans and business plans. So it's just really a case of saying, well, I know where all of that's stored and I can access that. So when the assessor turns up, I'm able to say yes, by all means, have a look because you shouldn't be. I'm guessing that if you're at that stage where you don't have any of that even written, well, you're probably not even ready for a Qualmark assessment. Is it, would that be fair? Yeah, I, I would say that that would be fair, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the fir- and the first point of call would be to pick up the phone and, and give the assessor a call or we'll reach out and, and, and talk to you anyway in the first mm. instance and have a conversation to understand where you're at and what's required and, and sort of take it from there. But it's reaching out in the first yep. instance having a conversation. Yep. And one of the other comments that I've heard over the years is obviously different sectors of our industry have other quality assurance or compliance programs that they have to follow. So there's Maritime New Zealand, there's CAA, those sorts of programs out there. Do you have much involvement with those organisations or do you see that as a separate part or how does that fit in with the Qualmark assessment? To the extent that if those organisations make changes to their policy, make changes to the way that they operate or the standards that they set for the industry, we are absolutely across that, Mm -hmm. um, as we should be. But in terms of providing input into those policy changes, that that's not Qualmark's role. That's we don't have that mandate. So we're aware of the regulations and what's involved, but we don't have any input into that. Yeah. Okay. What tips do you have for operators? And we've sort of touched on this, but operators who are coming in to prepare for an audit, whether it's their first audit or whether it's their first audit in a while and they're coming out of COVID and all of that. What have you got any tips that you can share? Well, I guess if you're new to Qualmark, you know, as I said, we're launching a new website in the new year or even earlier than that, will we'll be to jump on and have a look, have a look at what's required, do your preparation in advance. And if you have any questions whatsoever, to reach out and let us know. So that, that would be for people coming to Qualmark. For those that are already part of our membership and that are looking at having a re-evaluation, have a look at the report. Have, have a look at the areas of opportunity that mm-hmm. were highlighted at the last evaluation. 
um, see where you can make improvements if you have or if you haven't be prepared to have a conversation around it so there's a record there and I would use that as a reference point to kind of facilitate the conversation yep that's a really good idea actually and it's probably a good idea not to wait if you're coming out into this audit and you're only now just looking at your last report maybe the next report that you get you start working on some of those recommendations straight away rather than leaving it to the last yeah, minute exactly. right <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cramming for an exam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess finally, do you think we're ready for summer? There's been a lot of conversation around a shortage of staff, around hotels not having their full capacity open. What's your gut feel on whether we as an industry are ready for what's coming over the next few months? I think if we focus together as an industry uh, to put our best foot forward, then we have to be ready, as ready as much as we possibly can be. You know, and I think that's the main thing around being completely transparent around how ready we possibly are. Mm. I mean, if there's areas of the business that we feel that that might be a little bit neglected or we've got reduced capacity, et cetera, then we should just be really clear about it yeah. and, and let the visitor know so that their expectations are going to be met and that we have visitors that come here and and understand what they're going to expect and, and have an amazing time and go back and say, look, so great to be back in New Zealand. Just like any other destination, tourism businesses might be finding a few challenges coming back, but we had an amazing time at yeah. the end of it. So, yeah, yeah, transparency. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I think at the end of the day, our monarchy tanga is still there. It just might not be that some of the facilities are completely back up to 100%, but certainly the warm welcome and the people there, and, yeah, we can certainly provide a great experience. Yeah, look, I think so. And just on that one, after spending a lot of time offshore, I mean, we know that it's our spectacular landscapes and scenery and vista that ultimately draws people to New Zealand, but it's that it's that real deep connection with the people in the place that, yeah. that truly resonates and it makes people want to come back. So as long as we deliver that, it will be great, a great yeah. space. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, that sums up my questions for you today, Stephen. So thank you so much for joining us and giving us an update on what Qualmark's up to. And it sounds really exciting, the plans that you've got in place. And certainly to me, it seems like you're heading in the right direction. So thank you for joining me. And Thanks very much, you. Michelle. Yeah. Just want to wish the industry all the best for the summer ahead. Thank you. Yes, and all the best for Christmas, and, and we'll catch up with you soon. Look forward to it. Thanks Thank very you. much. Thank you, Thanks. Dave.